Many of us knew that the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, or the BPSCA, signed last June, was basically a gun control bill hidden under the veil of mental health legislation. And this fact is proving to ring true considering the Biden administration's latest attempt to defund scholastic programs that benefit youth hunting and archery programs. Nunchuck skills, bow hunting skills. The BPSCA is also being used to clear the path for universal background checks and other gun-grabbing maneuvers. Will our opponents never cease to pervert the law or trespass our liberties? The psychopaths who've hijacked our national government, especially the bureaucracies, would deny our youth the recreational and survival skills they desperately need while setting the stage for a national firearms registry. Your papers are not in order. And this week's Tway for Today Modern Militia Woman is an audacious middle-aged woman who was home alone when a registered sex offender with eight previous criminal charges tried to break into her home. After verbally warning the offender, the victim, or would have been victim, fired a warning shot through her window. He still didn't get the message, so she finally disabled him and fired a second shot. Welcome to 2A for Today. 2A for Today is a program where we explore all things that protect, threaten, and violate our God-given and Second Amendment protected rights. My name is Zoe Warren. You know, there's no better outlet for our youth than enjoying the great outdoors and finding healthy and empowering avenues for recreation. That's why shooting sports, hunter education, and outdoor education programs are an essential part of school curriculum. Now, when the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act was written, the authors and co-sponsors of the bill made it clear that funding would not be cut from those programs. But <laughs> it hasn't stopped the Department of Education from doing exactly that and taking their sweet time to correct their error in judgment. One of the ambiguous stipulations included in the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act is the amendment that the bill made to the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965, the ESEA. This amendment prohibited use of funds under ESEA for the provision to any person of a dangerous weapon, as defined in Section 930G2 of Title 18, or training in the use of a dangerous weapon according to an article from the NRA Institute for Legislative Action. Initially, the biggest fear that Second Amendment advocates had about the stipulation was that it would prevent teachers and other school personnel from receiving firearms training and carrying weapons on the job in the case of a school shooting or other act of violence. Since ESEA funds weren't commonly used in the past for this purpose anyway, pro-gun supporters of this law gave it a pass. It's appropriate to insert the scorpion and the frog metaphor here. Surprise! The Department of Government Schools, I mean, the Department of Miseducation, I mean, education. And how is education supposed to make me feel smarter? Announced in July that this amendment to the ESEA would also prohibit the use of funds for archery hunting and any other firearm-related program in schools. The NRAILA refers to this move as a display of pure treachery and anti-gun and anti-hunting opportunism. According to the National Archery in the Schools program, the NASP, since 2002, more than 21 million students have participated in their archery program, and now millions of dollars of federal funding will be blocked from use for these programs. Tyranny happens fast, and justice slowly. However, 
The agencies even put their vulnerable Democrats in a bind. Democrat Senator John Tester, who supported the BPSCA, sent a letter on August 4th urging Education Secretary Miguel Cardona to release the funds being blocked for scholastic hunting and archery programs. Republican Senators John Cornyn and Tom Tillis also wrote letters to Secretary Cardona. Even Senators Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema have voiced their opposition to this radical move from the Biden administration. On the House side, Representatives Mark Green and Richard Hudson have introduced legislation to counteract this misguided course of action. The NSSF recently put out a press release examining the record these hunting and outdoor recreation programs have with producing safe and responsible gun owners. For example, since New York implemented their hunter safety program in 1949, they now take the cake for the fewest hunter-related shooting incidents. HuntingLife.com reported that the current five-year average in New York State is 1.5 incidents per 100,000 hunters. And on August 11th, Safari Club International, along with the Sportsman's Alliance Foundation, sent a letter of intent to the Department of Education demanding that they implement funding to these scholastic hunting and archery programs. The SCI Foundation has invested millions of dollars into these programs, which has helped educate 7,000 educators in conservation, outdoor education, and shooting sports since 1976. This has given over 1 million children across the country access to archery, hunting, education, and outdoor education programs. SCI's letter of intent states that this arbitrary interpretation of BPSCA is in opposition to federal law and that the organization will file a lawsuit if the Department of Education does not respond within 10 days. Below is a statement from Ben Cassidy, the SCI EVP of International Government and Public Affairs, recorded in a press release from Outdoor Wire. SCI is disheartened by the administration's lack of urgency in correcting their misinterpretation of BPSCA. Congress has repeatedly confirmed that this was not the intent of the act. The department must understand that there are consequences for ignoring the crucial role these programs play in helping kids learn new skills, enjoy the outdoors, and understand the importance of conservation. What's even worse is that the Biden administration tried to fly under the radar when they made the decision to cut the critical funding for youth hunting and archery programs. The NSSF pointed out that there was no announcement from the White House, Rose Garden, or major presidential speech. Instead, Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona simply confirmed the wrong-headed decision when they could no longer ignore requests for comments. Of course, defunding hunting and archery programs for our youth isn't the only anti-two-way window that the BPSEA opened. The legislation also provided grant funding for states to implement extreme risk protective orders, also known as red flag laws, which we've discussed in previous episodes. Remember when the only uncertainty in news was the weather forecast? Now, our world is clouded by half-truths, misdirection, and gaslighting. The deluge of lies from leftist activists posing as journalists is unrelenting. At The New American, we hold fast to the timeless truths of our founders. Sanctuary in the storm. Visit thenewamerican.com today and get 25% off your subscription. And the BPSA also dropped the threshold for when an FFL is needed to sell or transfer firearms, which is just another avenue to inhibit private firearm transfers. The NRA ILA said it best regarding what we can learn from these BPSCA fiascos. The episode reinforces two critically important lessons that any pro-gun legislator should remember. One, there is no such thing as harmless gun control. Two, moderates who join forces with anti-gun extremists will eventually be embarrassed by the partnership. And now, 
for the lowdown on our 2A for today, Modern Militia Woman, who stopped a habitual criminal and registered sex offender right in his tracks. She was alone in her home in Pima County, Arizona, minding her own business, when she noticed an intruder trying to break in. She fired a warning shot, but he didn't value his own life more than he valued her property. <laughs> her second shot ended his career. Authorities tried to resuscitate him, but he expired on the spot. Well, let me know if there's any change in his condition. He's dead. This fella had eight previous criminal charges dating back to 2006, including a six-month prison stint stemming from aggravated domestic violence back in 2014. Our 2A for today modern militia woman sustained no injuries. As it turns out, the perpetrator lived on the same block as the victim. That goes to show you how important it is to be armed and properly trained because Democrats have installed a revolving door for violent criminals to be released from prison and put back on the streets. So you'll either be a victim or a victor. There's a reason why you don't see a great deal of porcupines as prey in wildlife videos on the internet. That's why I always try to pack a heat, try to pack a gun. It's just a little bit, pack some heat. We also want to take this opportunity to highlight the fact that modern militia women appear to be on the rise. According to an article just released by Fox News, local news reports from Arizona to Pennsylvania show that between July 29th and August 12th, there were at least 13 instances of women fending off assailants, most notably their own exes. That concludes our program. You've been watching 2A for today. My name is Zo. Post your comments or questions and we'll try to address as many as we can as fast as we can in the coming weeks and months. Thank you for watching 2A for today. Remember when the only uncertainty in the news was the weather forecast? And you could depend on your local newspaper to bring you the news with only a hint of bias. Nowadays, there's a deluge of news outlets striving for your attention. But surprisingly, all the narrative is from one direction. At The New American, we hold fast to the timeless truths of our founders and provide a refuge of honest reporting. Visit thenewamerican.com today and get 25% off your subscription.